So hey Tiff, I have a game that I'm really excited to talk to you about today. It is challenging, rewarding, and it's called Celeste. So Celeste comes from an idea, a kind of a subgenre, which is called Massacore, which is a, I'm going to be fancy now, it's a portmanteau of masochism and hardcore. That is the platforming subgenre that this game Look comes from. Look what you from. do in research. I know, right? <laughs> uh, basically, in Massacore games, you, you die a lot, and it is intended to challenge you, and depending on kind of your play style, your attitudes, you can find it frustrating or you can find it rewarding. And when it's done right, it can be enjoyable. This type of game can be done very wrong. Um, it's effectively trial and error is what you're going for. You have a level that you have to complete and there are specific moves and routes that you have to take to get through it. And That's typically what happens in most Massacre games. I was first kind of introduced to this style of game with Super Meat Boy. Have you ever played Super Meat Boy? Yes, and I never got very far in it. I yeah. It's a game that I love, but also I've just not got very far because I kind of fall out. Now, it is on the Switch. Super Meat Boy Forever is on the Switch, and I have it, and I've, and I've played a level or two. Um, it has something that I, I wished a lot of games like this did, where it shows you at the end of the level all of your attempts overlaid over each other, so you can see yep, how many times that. it took you to get through the level. I really like that. So that is <laughs> the the kind of the style of what is going on in Celeste. You are climbing a mountain and the mountain is very challenging. And that's kind of the story. Oh, it's so much more than that, though. It is so, so much, much more, more than that. But I don't want to get into that just yet. Okay. Um, because I want to I want to kind of go a little bit chronologically through this because I think it's important for this type of game. Um, how did you feel when you started playing it? Uh, I think you know the answer to that because mm-hmm. I kept sending you text messages cursing you for even suggesting this game. And we were almost not going to talk about it based on my initial reaction uh, because it is extremely frustrating. And then when you linked to me that article about these types of games and I kind of changed my mind about it. So, well, I didn't just kind of, I actually changed my mind about it and I had a revelation of, oh, okay. I understand why this is happening to me and I can find enjoyment in the successes as opposed to frustration in the failures. So that's kind of where I came from. And I feel like after the first few, the first few screens, once you get the moves down, it's still really frustrating, but at least you're able to move forward because yeah. So I ended up really liking this game and trying very hard to beat it. And I did it. So I feel really accomplished but there's no way to express that accomplishment to anybody else in my life really because (laughs) besides maybe you because it's like what am i gonna do i'm gonna go to the other parents and be like i beat celeste it was like super hard woo and they're like wow i was like taking care of my kids and i'm like i was not yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was making him watch me play video games (laughs) there is an assist mode and adam has been playing so it's a bonding experience right yeah, right? the assist mode, so there was an assist mode in Mario, there's an assist mode in this one, and I was very impressed by the assist mode options, because and mm-hmm. there's a really nice, when you go to turn on the assist mode, it talks you through, like, 
why the assist exists, but also talks to you about kind of like the game itself. And, and it's kind of like, hey, we know this game is hard, but that's kind of the point. And mm-hmm. and again, once you go through the story, you get it, right? But it's like, but they say, look, but we want you to enjoy it. We don't want you not to enjoy it. So here are some options. And you can slow down the game speed. You can have invincibility mm-hmm. or unlimited stamina. And you can also just skip levels completely. Like, they're the options that you get. And you can change the number of um, boosts that you get. Mm-hmm. So you can do, like, infinite boosts or, like, two instead of one. And so that that's really nice that there's nuance in adjusting it. But with the assist mode, which I accidentally found out i have it on adam's account because so he's super happy just like flying through every level i even had to like stop him i'm like you have to you can't play anymore because i'm not done yet like i don't want to be spoiled (laughs) i had to stop him to not go further than where i was but i turned on the assist mode in mine just out of curiosity and now i have this big assist stamp (laughs) <laughs> on my account and i didn't shamed. use it you've been assist shamed <laughs> i have it's and i started googling how to get it off can i restart my like oh, i just i didn't want to restart the game because i was already halfway through and i just turned it on just because i was curious and i never used it i didn't but the stamp is there and i'm so mad i'm so shamed it's like and mark was like you know it's legitimate i'm like yes but it's there but if anybody ever looks <laughs> <laughs> I know if they see, they'll think I cheated. <laughs> but I looked everywhere and people all over were upset that that is stuck on. And it's a Switch thing. If you play it on um, Steam or anywhere else, I think that there's an option to take it back off because people were getting upset. They're like, no, I had a perfect game and now I just wanted to try it for your assist and it's ruined. I think eventually there's going to be a patch that takes it off. But right now I'm branded. I'm branded with shame. It's, You're ugh. saying about the, completing these games and is is an achievement and that's one of the things which is amazing but is also the challenging thing for a lot of people because they are so difficult and i think it's the problem in when you look at celeste you just look at it it looks like a platformer it just looks like a platformer but it's it's more than that like the the platformer is this the mechanism to enable the challenge and that that's why i love this game because it has so many layers to it and I also, the developer of this game made a game called Towerfall, which is coming to the Switch. It's a, it's an older game. It's been on a bunch of platforms, but it's coming to the Switch soon, which is like a competitive battling game with platforming abilities, which is also amazing. And I think we would really enjoy playing that when they bring that to the Switch too, because it's a co-op experience. We should put that on the list. Yeah, that will go on our list at some point. When I started playing this game, I mean, I kind of knew a little bit about Celeste. I, I knew the style, and so I wasn't, I wasn't frustrated by it. But frustration was the thing that I would still find with the game. But I never found myself getting angry at it because I never felt like it was doing something unexpected. You know, like you you play mm-hmm. games every now and then where they like they throw like a really difficult challenge in, and you kind of get annoyed with it because it's like, what are you like? This isn't the deal. Like, why are we doing mm-hmm. this now? But at least with Celeste, when I was finding myself being stuck, I was like, well, this is what it is. And all I would do was I would get to a certain point. I'd be like, right, I can't do this. I'm going to go away for a bit and then maybe yep. leave it for a few hours or pick it up tomorrow with less stress from the build up of the game, right? There's less like pressure on me. 
And I've had some time to, to forget about it, forget about the route that I was trying to take. I have had some time for my hands to stop being sweaty. Exactly. <laughs> for my blisters to heal. <laughs> Did this game give you blisters? Because it I didn't. got blisters. I can see how it would. I didn't get any. I, I mean, that has happened to me in the past, but it didn't with this game. Oh, this was such a sweaty hand yeah. blister game for me. It was terrible. Oh, I felt like I was playing a sport. Like, I'm like, I, I'm literally injured. <laughs> playing this game well one thing that i would find was that i would sometimes i could look at a level and be like i know how to complete this but my hands can't do it Mm -hmm. right like that i felt like i know i need to make this jump to this jump and i know all the mechanics i know when i need to press the buttons but like i couldn't get my reflexes fast enough and that's where the practice would come in, right? Where you'd end yep. up at a point where there's like maybe six things that you have to complete in a level or whatever. And it takes you like 20 minutes to get the first two nailed. And then you can just do those every single time. And like you're slowly just like working your way through the level and you die through, you get a little bit further die, and You just keep doing it over and over again until you eventually get there. And then when you die in the very first part as you're trying, because you just like accidentally <laughs> just walk off the ledge and you're like, why did I do that? I know how to get halfway through this section. And you just walk off. Just whoops. The, the, the sound, the, the sound it makes was, mm-hmm. it became just a sound of my life for a while. But what I love <laughs> about Celeste, because a bunch of these games can get this sort of stuff wrong. Um, this is the same of a lot of like roguelike games. It takes too long to reset some of them, but Celeste is very quick. Like you oh, die very and like a second later you're back to go again. There's no button pressing. You know, like you get some games where you have to press a button to start over. Like I never want to do any of that. Like just keep going, keep going. Like I don't want to feel like there's a punishment every time I die. And I thought that was really great. They actually sell it. Uh, what I really liked is they celebrated the death count that you have. Yeah, it's like an achievement. Yeah, in the in the reset menu, you know, when you would start up the game again, it would say like, "Don't be ashamed of your death count." It means that you're learning. It it was so encouraging to be like, mm-hmm. "This is game is re- every step that they could, they would encourage you that this game is really hard. Don't be ashamed about how hard you're trying to play because that's what this is all about on so many more levels that I can't wait to talk about." But how many hours did you put into this game? I checked today, uh, seventeen. Oh, that's okay. Okay. That's not so bad. I thought you were going to, because you were finished so far ahead of me, I thought you were going to put in a lot less. Um, I put in 22. Okay. But yeah. Well, so my 17 includes some of the additional levels, but I did start before you. Oh, no. I've, mine do not include the additional levels. Okay. Mine do include my son stealing the controller a few times and me leaving the game on. You'd be at 10 hours, right? Like if, you know. If oh yeah that's what totes, <laughs> it's just like, totes like 10 on. no problem Ugh, i'm nothing. like expert <laughs> whatevs <laughs> I, I started this game before i went to mario's for episode one so like i'd already started playing it that's why i finished it significantly quicker because i'd had a head start on you can we talk about death count yeah can we just get it out of the way mm-hmm. all right well okay tell me how many strawberries you got because they impress your friends but they mean nothing I started off collecting a bunch of strawberries, right? Like at the beginning. And then as soon mm-hmm. as it became a little bit hard, I just didn't focus on it anymore. No, I didn't My either. total strawberry count is 26. <laughs> oh, 28 strawberries. Bam. <laughs> All right. Well, strawberries. My death count now is, is really high because I've been doing the extra levels. But I took my death count when I finished the game. Okay. And it was 2,551. <laughs> I'm laughing because 
<laughs> multiply that by three. Whoa. <laughs> I have 6,642. Holy moly. That is a, that's a lot. Yeah. Because I felt like I was dying. I mean, I was dying a lot. I died two and a half thousand times. So I got a lot of times to die in a video game. I died 2,000 times in the last stage alone, like climbing the very top of the mountain. I did 986, right? So, like, similar to you, like, the vast majority of my deaths came at the final level. It took me, like, a thousand times to get through that little, like, the zigzag gap. I I just, I could not get my hands to work to do that. Yeah, and in those, those last levels just include the most punishing but most rewarding of all of them. But I'll tell you the B-sides. So the B-sides are these little additional levels that you can do. You can do them at any time, but once you finish the game, there is like a whole additional level that you can complete if you can complete four of the B-sides. If you find the cassette, though. You have to find the cassette. Yeah, you got to find the cassette and complete the B-side and you get a crystal heart and you get four of the crystal hearts and it unlocks this final, final stage. Oh, is that how you get the crystal hearts? Because I was yeah. looking all over and sometimes I'd see them like hidden off in rooms, but I couldn't figure out how to get to the rooms that i saw them in those rooms are the b-sides because the b-sides are occurring oh. like in other parts of the levels so that's when you pick gotcha. up the and then you can go to the heart of the mountain once you get enough crystal hearts bingo so you need to yes. in collecting the crystal okay. hearts is by doing the b-sides and i mean so i've added on another 1350 deaths from two of those so they are very hard they are very hard but they are like some of the best parts of the game. It is kind of wild to me. Like I've seen this mirrored online a bunch of people that have played it. Like a couple of the widely considered best levels of this video game are inside the B-sides. So there's still so much more to do because then you also have to find them. All right, so I got to get in there. <laughs> I just needed a little break because I was just so yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. All the sure. f- like floors, lava levels. I just mm. it was mm-hmm. ooh. And when the the hotel guy is chasing you, I died so many times there. The hotel guy chase is so difficult. Like that is so difficult. Like so for me, that was my aside from the summit. The hotel is where I died the most. Mm-hmm. So I died 459 times in the hotel. Oh, yeah. And then you, they make you do it again. And I'm like, no, no, don't make me do it again. <laughs> and I had to like psych myself up. I'm like, okay, you can do this. Like slapping your cheeks and be like, focus, you're in the game now. I felt like Rocky, you know? <laughs> yep. But so with my extremely high death count, um, as you said in the first episode, uh, I guess you were bragging about me, but not really. I don't know. But you were saying that I play games on hard. I do. But I just feel like I'm very persistent. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm probably not the best player, I will work really hard and try forever to get something right. So I think that's why my death count is so crazy high. And I was also psyching myself up about my death count and telling you about it. And I was talking about it to Marco. And I was like, look, it might be really high, but I bet there's tons of people out there who played this game and didn't even finish oh, because yeah. they died so many times, right? So it's like, at least I have a number that is there and it's showing that I finished the game at all. So I was like, yes, that, that, that's where I feel accomplished is finishing a very hard game. I don't really care how long it takes me or how many times I have to die. Well, I care a little bit, but... <laughs> this is a compliment, but the the compliment that I'm going to give you is if I would have had the death count that you had, I don't know if I would have stuck with, to the end of this game. 
so <laughs> like, like I'm, not, I'm not trying to death shame you here but it's more like uh, your persistence <laughs> i'm feeling death shamed is something that i don't know if i would have been able to stick with it like because again found it very enjoyable but there are some levels where i'm like mm, and if i maybe would have died twice the amount i just don't i just i think i would have thought to myself I can't do this. See, a lot of my deaths were dumb, though. They really were. It's well, like, sure. all right, I'm, I'm getting there. And then all of a sudden, like, I walk off a cliff, like, stupidly. I just yeah. press the jump button and I'm off the cliff. I mean, so many of mine are like that. Or, like, uh, I know I have to jump here, but I press the boost and just fly straight into the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? And, and then, like, explode on a spike. Like, you know. So, all right. Let's talk about the way the game looks and sounds. And then we can talk about the story. Okay. Okay. I'm very excited about the story. So what I was very surprised about this the game's mix of art styles that was really surprising to me it was a it was a a nice kind of unexpected bonus where the game is in pixel art and mm-hmm. but every time there's like characters in cutscenes or whatever or like they would show characters of people talking there were these like beautiful illustrations yeah it's almost like a text adventure kind of yeah mode and they just had these beautiful character illustrations yeah they were great and each frame around the text is specific to each character did you notice that no that like certain characters have like little flourishes as like the frame around the text in the corners um and then other ones had like straight it's it's so thoughtful and well done and the little details it just it's just beautiful at first it pulled me out of the game when you first start talking to the old woman and then all of a sudden like the big text bubble comes up and it mm-hmm. it becomes like a conversation back and forth and you're just pushing the you're pushing a you like go forward 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 as you're reading Yeah, because i think it's pointless right like this game doesn't have a story mm-hmm. you know like this is a platformer like this game doesn't have a story right. or stop trying to like shove some story onto a game exactly. that's just about yes. like playing hard jumps you know it's like stop stop trying to pretend this is something it's not and then it totally changed my mind about halfway through. My feeling is that they're conscious of this because the story mm-hmm. takes a while to really ramp up. So like, I think that they're, they're trying to kind of sucker you in, knowing that people are going to be like kind of dismissing that there's a story to this game until it gets to a point where there starts to be changes in it. But so just, like, mm-hmm. one last thing, music. Music's so yes. good. And so good. The soundtrack's on Apple Music and I've been listening to it. Oh yeah. yeah, I don't know if I can listen to it. I'm a, I'm a little traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> how, much, how much death I've had, but it's but yeah, it's beautiful. I love any game that muffles music when you are in a certain situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, like so, if you go underwater, it muffles the music, which yep. is just I love those little touches. They make me see how thoughtful the designers were. And it makes the gameplay so much more dynamic and real for even just a little pixel art jumping game that it seems like it is. And they put so much heart into it. So let's talk about the story. Okay. Yay. <laughs> wow. It's very unexpected. Yeah. It's it's very unexpected. Like, I, I, I wouldn't assume a kind of 16-bit platformer to teach me something about depression. Mm-hmm and anxiety and it's kind of wonderful i know it turned into this beautiful story about finding yourself coming to terms with the negative or dysfunctional sides of yourself and but they did it in a way that they told this story of this girl climbing the mountain 
and facing who she is or facing her problems or facing depression, facing her anxiety. But they did it in a way that it made sense that this was an extremely difficult game to play, that it was a punishing game. And the story was about self-acceptance and self-realization through trial and tribulations. Because by the end of it, so you have gone on the journey with her. Like, yes. You and Madeline yes. have gone that, on that journey together. You overcame it together. And that adds to the overall feeling of when you complete it, right? Mm-hmm. And that makes the areas that are extremely difficult or fast-paced, like when you're being chased by the hotel guy or you're being chased by the purple-haired version of yourself, mm-hmm. it makes all of that so it gives you the anxiety that you think that this person would feel, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. oh, it's just so well made. The main reoccurring villain in the game is a mirror image version of you that is considered to be evil. And Mm -hmm. basically it's just the manifestations of the character Madeline's anxieties. Like that's, that's what, that's what this character is. It is the like kind of self-loathing, anxious depressive part of herself Mm -hmm. at first it's like she's trying to hold you down right and then Mm -hmm. you're trying to fight and get rid of it right like that's kind of the way that you initially think oh i know what i'll do right i will try and defeat this that's that's the plan and but that's you can't do that it's Mm because it's part of her and the moment where you accept like so, so Madeline accepts that this is part of who she is, and the most beautiful thing about this is when you when when you accept your kind of flaws are part of who you are, you gain a new ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get that extra boost to actually play the game. But yep. in a sense, it's it's a manifestation of being more powerful, like mentally mm-hmm. capable, because you let that go. You know, you let that anxiety. It's so hard to put into words. Like you let that, you accept it as part of who you are, mm-hmm. and you're not fighting it anymore. And yep. the fighting it is what's keeping you down. And it's one of the most beautiful metaphors I've ever come across in a video game. Right, that like yeah. you gain an extra level once you accept that anxiety and depression is part of who you are as a person. And it's like, yeah, oh, I so know. Good. Did you just I so did. good? And when they did that breathing with the feather. Did you find yourself like breathing with it as you're you pushing to, the button? You're like, right? Like, I don't know how else you would like, do it. Like, cause I'm going to use that tense. in my life when I'm starting mm-hmm. to feel anxiety. Just be like, oh, I'm going to think about a feather. Yeah. It's beautiful. And I've also, I've never played a video game where the main character has panic attacks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like, you know, it's very interesting. It's such a recognition of the human side of things and... I mean, really, if any person, real person, was put into the situation that video games put people into, like, yeah, almost all of us would be having panic attacks and, you know, anxiety and stress and just all these mental pitfalls that would occur a person if they are put into the extreme situations that we tend to play as, you know, fun games, right? And this game addresses that, still keeps it a fun game to play, 
but makes you feel differently about yourself, makes you realize things differently. I don't know. I felt like a better person after playing this game. It helps. I mean, these are these are problems that so many people go through, right? I think everyone has issues in some description of either anxiety or stress or whatever because it's just part of the human condition. So, like, having your hero have these problems and then you go on a journey with her to help try and get through it, it's like, yeah, I can I can associate with this. This is real good. Like it's a it's just a game of such a great message that really didn't feel forced. Like it felt earned. Yeah. It it felt like it's a natural part of the game. Yeah, exactly. And it and it would be so easy to get that wrong. Like I'm very attuned to this type of stuff where like I it could have been very easy for them to do this wrong and it feel like that they're just trying to play upon something that people are going through, right? Like, the, oh, mm-hmm. you know, we're selling this game because it's a game about overcoming anxiety. And then I'll be like, mm, but now I just feel like you're taking advantage of me, right? Like, mm-hmm. you you want me to buy this video game because I get anxious about stuff, right? And that is it but it's not mentioned anywhere it's not indicated in anything about the video game like you would never know it's going to be that until it starts to happen to you it just looks like a nice like retro style platformer which has got some challenge to it but then you're kind of given this lesson and i did something that i don't think i ever do in games where I chose to read all of the text. Yeah, me too. I was very into it. I'm like, I need to know, I need to hear the conversations these characters are having. So like, there's that moment when you're you're at the campfire, right? Mm-hmm. With Theo. Theo, yeah. And you can finish the conversation at any point. But I was like, no, no, I, I, I want to know everything. Like, I wanted to ask you about that because it does. It like stops you. You don't have to keep talking, but you can go back if they still have like a little indication that you there is more conversation to be yep. had. But you don't have to. You can just keep going. Um, as I you know, watch my son play on total assist mode and he's just flying around, he talks minimum and then just mm-hmm. leaves because he can't read uh, quite yet. So, you know, that's how I kind of saw that you don't have to do that and it was just great and uh, yeah i went back to every time you can talk to somebody and i maxed out the talking i'm like i need to know everything that's happening in this game and it, and it's it is rare for me to do that like it is rare for me i never um you know you get some games like bioshock or whatever and they leave mm-hmm. those letters around and you can pick up the letters and read them or like the video like the cassette tapes you can hear people like i never care about it i start doing that and then i then i stop i'm like oh this really doesn't have much pertinent information because that's it right like i figure well if i need to know this i will be shown this in a cutscene, mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but with this game i was like i want to know more like why did madeline decide to do this like i wanted to, why is theo there why is he choosing to like i wanted to know all of this stuff and mm-hmm. that is very different to how i usually a- approach just video games in general and i think it's because the story is it's not heavy-handed. It does a good job of kind of intriguing you and bringing you in. And I think the challenge that you go on with this character kind of links you to her because you're, you are choosing to continue going. Like, you are like her. That's how I that. felt like I needed to finish the end without putting on assist mode. I'm like, I need to do this for Madeline. Like, yeah, she needs this. <laughs> she needs to do this. 
<laughs> so you can run into Theo multiple times. He is mm-hmm. a kind of beardy hipster character. He loves to take selfies. Who likes to take selfies and has a social media account, Theo Under the Stars on Instapix, which actually exists on Instagram. You can go on Instagram and see oh. his feed. It's really funny. It's just great. It even has pictures from before he climbed the mountain. So well done. It's it's so great. You should go check that out right now while I talk about this. Yep. But so you can meet him at different points throughout the game. So I started going back because I didn't get the B-side cassettes and I realized you can see him. I didn't meet him at for the first time until I was kind of up to that area where you make a camp after the city and there's a, the fire. Um, I kind of met him up there for the first time. And I think that was about after the dream or might've been before the dream. I can't remember, but that's when I met him up there, but you can also meet him in the city. There's like a cave area where he's camping out in the city. Mm -hmm. And then when Adam was playing again, it was super nice seeing someone else play the game in a very, very different way because he's five. But he didn't talk to him until um, like other a whole nother stage later and met him. And their initial greeting conversation is very similar, but it adjusts it for if you hadn't met him earlier in the game. So it's very thoughtful like that. It didn't just assume that you had talked to him it adjusts it depending on when you have your first conversation with Theo and they introduce themselves like a first meeting at any point. So you don't even have to talk to him, which is crazy. That's when the story kind of started for me was when I met Theo and we started talking and I really liked him as a character. And I liked that in the end, when you're going through some of your most trying stuff, especially in that mirror ice castle, Mm -hmm. that it shows that he also has his own issues to get through and the mountain is bringing that out so that's nice that he's not just like this infallible character that has it all together you know and and madeline's the one that's that's falling apart so but yeah i I really like the addition of his character and the old woman just and i cared about everybody i cared about all these little digital people the switch can do uh video recording right Uh, did you know that you can like save a replay no I knew we could take pictures. Not all games have this, but Celeste does have this. If you hold that button down, it will save the last 30 seconds of gameplay. Oh, cool. Thank you for teaching me that. That's awesome. There you go. And I wondered if you'd saved any. I, I have one. My like my favorite thing that I ever did in the game. Oh, now I wish I saved stuff. Are you going to send it to me? I'm going to send it to you. I'll put a link to this in the show notes so people could see it. It's like my favorite little run that I did. Oh, now I wish because some of them I felt like a superhero. I'm like, I can't believe I did that. Exactly. <laughs> the only way for me to get it is to actually to tweet it to you, which I'm going to do. <laughs> okay. Let me get my phone. All right. Oh, my gosh. Look at you go. I know. Whoa. Oh, yes. <laughs> It felt really good. Oh my gosh, you nailed that screen. How many times did it take you to do that? Was oh, that your so first? So many, like hundred. This, this, that was one of my most challenging levels, I think. Damn, that was so good. Do you like talk yourself through it? You're like, okay, up, jump, boost, down, one, two, three, jump. Like, that's that how is I typically get how it I do it. But that one, I, I, because on that le- that run, I did something I hadn't done before, which was to like catch Theo in midair. That was amazing. And I, I finished so it, and I was like, 
<laughs> I was like, hell, breath up. Did you just stop and throw your hands? Yes. That one felt real good. And it's just I, like I was just I was just on it. Like, and this was this is one of the things that I loved about this game. You'd be trying and trying and trying, and then all of a sudden would just do it, and you don't know how you did it. Yeah, it's just like all of a sudden the the muscle memory takes over and you just like zen out and you just do it. I had a couple runs like that when some things were chasing me. It's like, I just, I can't believe I just jumped, bounced, kicked, boosted, and then like, you know, skirted under those little spikes and then bam, I slid into home base and it was like, what? I couldn't, I couldn't redo that. I couldn't even try to do that because my brain just kind of took over my hands and i don't even really know i i was left in the dust as a person and gamer tiff just did it and i was like i don't, I don't know how that happened oh i wish i could have recorded that stuff that is epic mike thank That's you epic i'm gonna watch it again now you know you can do this for future ones because <laughs> there's so much more to go like it is very rare for me to complete a game because i think i said this when we were talking about mario right like it's very rare for me to complete a game and we're like willingly continue like because when mm-hmm. i was done with odyssey i just I finished until we started. Till I went back to to play more for the for our, for the first episode, but this game, like Celeste, is still my game. Like I now want to go and do the B sides because I, my initial thought was like, oh, it's just like the same level, but they make it more difficult, right? Like I've played games like mm-hmm. that before where they'll they'll make just the same level harder, but these are just like completely fresh levels inside of like using what's going on in that environment so it's all the same kind of uh puzzles but done differently if that makes sense right so they're Mm -hmm. using all the same elements of that stage but they're completely fresh so there's still a ton just like a ton to do and i'm happy because i'm not ready to finish this game i'm not done with it like i i want to put more into it Mm -hmm. so i'm pleased that there's more to do uh, we were talking about the characters before, and it's not only about their text that you were seeing. They had little squeaky voices that would <laughs> that yeah. would kind of like rah, 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 talk. But even the little inflections that they had with the pitch of those voices conveyed so much so simply. It was just great. Like that, I think that that also added to the characters. So you're not hearing them talk; you're hearing them kind of like in a you know grown up. Muppet baby situation, you know what I'm talking about when mm-hmm. I say that? Like mm-hmm. a rah, 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 rah. that but yet you felt like you knew these characters and you you could hear their own voices. And that played so well with the digital art. And even though they gave you a more fleshed out character in the conversation parts, that it still had ties to the digital art with the way their voices were conveyed. And what I liked about that is it would have been very easy to just be looping a sound. But you mm-hmm. could tell that, like, at certain points, the the character would be more mad or more sad or more empathetic. Like, the sound mm-hmm. would change, right? So they, they were, must have been, like, recording for every, like, conversation some specific dialogue sounds, which is kind of wonderful, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I just, I would just really, really enjoyed this game. And now I'm really happy that the idea of going back and playing. I saw that there were more levels and things, but I was just so tired. I'm like, I can't, I can't play anymore before we record. But now I think I can go back and leisurely play all the extra levels. This is a game that benefits from time away. Do you turn on assist mode for all the extra levels? Because I was thinking about that. I was thinking about doing a little like more fun assist situation. But again, it's like, the story everything you do and every chance that you feel like you can't do it and then 
you try really hard and then you do, that reflects the story, right? Like that's the whole point. And also, point. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do it because it's harder now. Like the levels that I'm playing are harder, but I believe I can do them because I've already mm-hmm. done everything so far, right? So like if I'm struggling on something and like the first B-side that I did, just the final, the final, final stage... I probably died like 300 times on it. Like just the very final, like last part where you grab the heart, right? Cause those parts are really tricky. They have like mm-hmm. these timed blue and pink boxes that like oh, yep. switch in and I out. Right. About. I love the music on those stages. Yeah. Those are so, so good. But that, that's how you, every B side is finished with one of those and they're really hard. And there's like this one where you have to like, they're creating two columns and you have to jump between them but they keep flicking in and out. So you fly right straight through the wall when you mean to jump again. Like it took a very long time, but I Mm -hmm. did it. So I don't want to turn on the assist mode because right now I genuinely believe I can do whatever this game throws at me, which is not typical for how I feel for challenging games. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, I said, like sometimes I'll play on um, easy, even if I want to play through a game because I want to play through it. But this one, I feel like I've gotten this far that I can do it. You don't want the stamp of shame. (laughs) It's not even that, right? Because I didn't even know it did that. But I still, you know, like I didn't know that it put a stamp on the the game. But like, I I think it's part of the, the, the combination of the story too, where I'm like, I can do this. Like, you know, I feel like me and Madeline, we are like, we are together in this. Like, we can do this. So I don't want to turn on the assist mode because I, I'm i enjoying the challenge. Mm-hmm. Yep. But at the same time, if I get to like the fourth one of these B-sides, like my final B-side, and I can't, and I really, really feel like I can't do it, I wouldn't feel any shame in turning the assist mode on. Like that stuff doesn't bother me. Like it would bother me in the situation that you're in where you didn't actually ever play that way, right? That mm-hmm. would frustrate me. <laughs> But I, I, if I wanted to comp- to do a thing and and it was offering to give me that help, then I would take it, right? And and mm-hmm. and I would feel fine about that. But as it stands right now, I'm still doing things that I think that I shouldn't be able to to do, right? Like I get mm-hmm. to a stage and I'm like, I can't do this, but then I end up doing it. So like, I'm only proving to myself that like this is a game I can get through. I just want to mention quickly: once you do get to the summit that great like screen of peacefulness that they Mm -hmm. had at the end Mm -hmm. um and it lets you stay there for as long as you like which i really thought that that was special because it didn't rush you away from the enjoyment of the accomplishment that you had just climbed the mountain and it was it was just great and that, yeah. that that whole, like, the ascent, like, the final ascent, I loved how every one of the stages ended with, like, that little kind of moment where you would, like, jump into each other's arms, fly up, and there would be mm-hmm. conversation, and the conversation was changing. You know, like, as you got closer and closer, like, the other part of you was more accepting mm-hmm. and more willing to work together as you, as you got further and further through the challenge. It was really nice. It was right. She really was getting less done. negative, yep. less dragging you down, and... Yeah, it's, or that whole the, when you fall, when you fall all the way down to the pit, and you have that big mm. battle, and <laughs> uh, but then you're like chasing after her to like 
I'm accepting you. <laughs> like, oh, it's just, it's so wrought with emotion. It's just really, really good. The character of Theo did make me think of you a little bit. So that made me happy. I was also <laughs> really happy that they didn't like, oh, let's have a romantic relationship yeah, no at romance. the end. You know, they didn't do that. Like, they just kept it like it was about her journey and it was about her acceptance and the friends that she met along the way. It wasn't anything more than that. And it was, it was just great. You know, and like Theo's like, you remind me of my sister, mm-hmm. you know? And I like that. Like they're just friends. Like everyone's just friends in this. Like yep. they're just a group of unlikely friends. And yeah, exactly. Especially the old lady when she's like making fun of the old woman, like, Oh, come on. Yeah. You old bat. Like she's saying all this. I things. love that. The pie is bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Your pie was bad. I yeah. thought my pie might have been bad because I didn't get enough strawberries. No, I think she's I think, just not good. That, that's what I assume is she's, she's just not good at making pies. <laughs> I, I It would be really funny if I want to know if anyone's played this game and their pie was good because they got yeah. a lot of strawberries. That would be a pretty good twist. You know what? It would make sense that like 20 strawberries would make a pretty crappy pie. Yeah, not not very good pie. And that was all I could give. <laughs> so what do we got next time? What are we playing next time? All right. I think next time we should move away from the Switch. Okay. And I think that we should check out um, a couple little nicey-nice iOS games that we've been playing. So I love Threes. Mm-hmm. And I think you really like, uh, what's the Solitaire one? Flip-Flop Solitaire. Flip-flop solitaire. So I really like a solitaire game, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about this one. I think it'll, it's going to be really good. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, spoilers, uh, two of my favorite iOS games ever made. So uh, I'm excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm excited, too. I like solitaire. I started playing a couple of them. Um, I'm still, I'm still get, I'm working up. I'm working up. But I really love threes. I love threes. So next time, threes and flip-flop solitaire. <laughs> <laughs>